You unlock this door with the key of imagination. Beyond it is another dimension. A dimension of sound. A dimension of sight. A dimension of mind. You're moving into a land of both shadow and substance, of things and ideas. You've just crossed over into the Twilight Zone. What is happening? It's on the You're listening to the AME Radio Show. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of the AME Radio Show, the show that is the voice of artists and entertainers everywhere. I'm your host, Jason Dowd. We've got a great show for you guys today. In fact, it is so action-packed, I don't have a lot of time to really talk about anything. Uh, we're going to just pretty much get right into the interviews here in just a few minutes. However, before we get into anything, go check out our website. It's www.theamemagazine.com. And while you're there, you'll be able to see everything that is the AME experience. And so go up there, be inspired, see what we got. Also, be a part of our social media networks, and you can download our app and on for the Apple or Android platform completely free. Go do that when you get a chance. We appreciate that, and be a part of the movement here that, we are, that we're going for. And if you're an artist and you want to be, and it doesn't have to be just fine art, it could be any artistic field ever, um, if you want to be on our show, let us know. We would love to be able to hear from you, and let's see if we can get you on. All right, and all you have to do is go to e- just email us. Basically, it's the easiest way to get a get a hold of us, and we will set that up. Okay, so lots of stuff to kind of like I said cover today. Um, I'm not going to get into too too much here. All I want to do is just remind everybody that you know we always got to live for our dreams, and it's it's very fulfilling when we do that. And it's not going to be the easiest thing all the time. But you know what? When you persevere through the hardships and you find ways of making things happen, you can achieve anything. And when you achieve something that you have dreamed about and you love in your heart, I'll tell you what, it's a feeling that cannot be topped. So we will continue to inspire. We will continue to build you up and help you get to that point in your life, wherever it may be, that you want to reach because we know you can do it. All right, guys, um, that's about all I'm going to talk about right now. Like I said, I want to just get right into the interviews here. We have uh, Dawn Brotherton coming on. She is a multi-book writer. She's an award-winning author for a romance novel called uh, Worth the Wait, and she wrote the book Advanced Softball Score Sheet, which we're going to be talking about here in a little bit. Then we have another author coming on after that. We have Keith Leon. He is an author, but he's also telling you how to publish a book. So if you have some questions, he's going to help us with that. And he also is going to be talking to us about how to use your book as your business card. Lots of great stuff coming up here in a little after this break. We'll be right back with Dawn, so don't go anywhere. I'm Gladdy, the dachshund, the face of Gladdy's goodies. Are you worried about your pet's health? My parents were too, especially since I developed pancreatitis. They couldn't find any treats I could eat, so they made some. Our natural treats are healthy for all dogs, with and without health issues. We have lots of delicious flavors like chicken, turkey, salmon, sweet potato, beef, and more. With our homemade treats, you won't worry about the contents because they have no chemicals, fillers, or bad ingredients. Go to gladdiesgoodies.com now to get your fur friend a bag and pick them up some swag while you're there. You'll be glad you did. Remember, we have the treats and swag to make their tails wag. Again, that's gladdiesgoodies.com. Again, that's gladdiesgoodies.com. Hey guys, it's Lily Mae Silverstein playing Penny in my new movie, Alex and Me, which will come out digitally on June 19th, so go check it out. Hey guys, it's Michael Campion. I play Jackson Fuller on Fuller House, and you're listening to AME Radio. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We have on the line with us our special guest. Her name is Dawn Brotherson. You know what? She has a very established career, and I'm very excited to talk to her. She's written nine books. She's written one romance, two mysteries, 
four middle grade fictions, two non-fictions. She's a freelance writer, a pro speaker, and she's the president of Williamsburg Book Festival. She is also the founder of an independent publishing house called Blue Dragon Publishing, LLC. She's going to be talking to us about all her books, and if you want to get into writing a book, which I hope you do, she'll tell you how to do it. So welcome to the show, uh, Dawn. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. You know, you have a pretty impressive resume, and you know that, that doesn't come without a little bit of passion and inspiration behind you. So where did that passion and inspiration for writing come from? When did it start? Um, I, I've always loved to read. You'll hear that from most writers. They mm-hmm. always tend to start with being very strong readers. But as I grew up, I put that aside because I was in the military for 28 years. Mm-hmm. And during my first duty assignment, I had a stalker. I had somebody breaking into my house and messing with my phones. It was really pretty creepy. Wow. And my friends would say, that's such a great story. You need to write that down. Eventually I did, but it wasn't quite scary enough so I had to kill off a few people and make it more interesting. (laughs) (laughs) So that's really what got me started writing. So a stalker, you actually turned a really bad situation into something creative and and inspired and it made you some money off of it. That's pretty good. I mean, not a lot of people get the chance to do that. And hopefully you don't have to deal with it. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I wouldn't want that to to happen to anybody, but man, you were able to, to, to do some pretty cool stuff with a really crazy situation thank, thank god it didn't get too crazy that he didn't actually like run into you or anything like that um in your home or anything like that did he did he you know no no confrontations no, no there wasn't any direct contact thankfully oh that's good because I, I think that's probably one of the worst situations where they are you know because you never know how it's going to go you know sometimes those obsessed people i've seen people killed over that you know like you have john lennon and uh, a few others that have died because of a stalker that you know just was crazed and it's crazy absolutely well we are we are glad you're okay for sure and um you know thank you for uh your your uh your work in the military i mean it's people don't understand that by doing what you did it allows me to do what i do and uh helps us stay free and to be able to to express ourselves in ways that we normally don't think about which is through art writing culinary whatever it may be so thank you for helping to keep us free too we really appreciate that here at the ame radio show Thank you. I'm proud to serve. So, let's talk about some of these other things that you've done. Nine books since then. Uh, that's a lot of books. Uh, what has? What was? What? Obviously, the the the, uh, the the stalker one came first. What were some of the ones that came after that? And I I noticed you changed a couple of different things. You have like some romance. You have some mysteries. You have some uh, middle grade fiction and, and nonfiction. So, how did it evolve then due to so many different si- types of uh, genres? Well, the first book is called The Obsession, Mm -hmm. and then I thought, I'm done writing, because I wrote what I knew, I started with my own story, I didn't have any other ideas, but people kept asking me for more Jackie. Jackie Austin is the main character in The Mm -hmm. Obsession, and they wanted to know more about Jackie, and what happens next, and why did she join the Air Force, and and I started thinking about it, and thinking about it, and one day I got mad at my husband, so I killed him in the second book. (laughs) Wind the Clock is the second book in the Jackie Austin mystery series, and it takes place in Germany. Mm. Um, And then, as I'm thinking through things, I started doing some research, and romance books actually are the number two best-selling types of books. Can you guess what the number one type of book is? Um, Like a genre? I want to say it's probably... um, Hmm... I don't know. Horror? Self-help, actually. Oh, self-help. Okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That makes and, a lot there, of... you know, various different types of self-help. But romance is number two. I never really read romance when I was younger, but I'm like, okay, I'll give this a shot. And I didn't initially write it under my name because I was still in the Air Force at the time and mm-hmm. didn't think that would be great to have people that worked for me reading a romance story that I wrote. So I wrote it under an assumed name. Uh, and it did really well. I actually even won a bronze medal uh, in a writing contest, so I was pretty excited about that. Wow. But, of course, it wasn't under my name, so I couldn't do anything with it. <laughs> <laughs> I am actually getting ready to re-release it, recover it, re-release it under my name. So I'm still playing with the title. But that's kind of how I went to romance. The middle grade 
actually is a true love of mine because the Lady Tigers is about a girls' fast-pitch softball team where the girls learn that being part of a team is more than what happens on the field. Mm-hmm. Did you ever read Matt Christopher growing up? No, I didn't. Did you ever hear them? So Matt Christopher wrote every sport you could think of. I mean, he was into everything, about the same age group, too. But it was all for boys. Mm. I, when I, I knew when I grew up that I wanted to have girls represented more when it comes to sports. Sure. I've got two daughters. They're now 17 and 19. But they both played fast-pitch softball. I played fast-pitch travel ball growing up. So I decided that's what I wanted to do, and that's where Lady Tigers came from. I wrote four of those books, but one of them, the fifth one, was written by my younger daughter, who's now 17, Paige Brotherton, and she wrote the book that has to do with self-acceptance and self-appreciation. That was a really exciting opportunity to be able to write along with her. She wrote the book totally by herself. I would not even edit it. But she used my voice and my characters. So that was really fun. Well, that is fun. And it's a special bond that you guys have, too, because of that, outside of the bond that you have just being, you know, mother and daughter. Yeah. And if you go to the website, there's a a whole section on Meet Lady Tigers. Mm Mm-hmm. And they have, like, baseball cards for each one of the girls. And my daughter wrote all of that. It's the backstory for each one of the characters. Well, that's fun. Yes, it's a lot of fun. And I'm hoping to build that out, you know, in my spare time. Sure. (laughs) And add some more fun things to the website for the the kids that age. Um, What's left? Oh, my nonfiction. Your nonfiction, yes. So one of the nonfictions is actually a softball scorebook because, like I said, my daughters both played softball. They played for the Waynesburg Stars Travel. And because I knew how to play softball, I always got stuck keeping score. And the books were so small. There was, like, no place to write. And when the kids are little, you have to write notes like, she kicked the ball and it rolled into the second baseman who tripped over it and flipped it to first. I mean, it's just crazy what they come up with. So I created my own scorebook, which is larger, has more space, and in the back, this is what makes it different than most. In the back, it actually teaches somebody to keep score. Mm-hmm. Most scorebooks, you know, the, the coach will go to the parents and go, here, keep score, and walk away, and the parents have no idea what they're doing. This one, they could actually look up and it explains what's an error, what's a hit. What is it? What does an infield fly mean? So, mm. pretty excited about that. My most recent one, though, that came out is the Road to Publishing. I think, Obviously, in this, I'm sorry. I was going to say I think that's what uh, what's going to interest some of my listeners too. So uh, go go ahead with that. In the Road to Publishing, there's so many different ways to do it now. I mean, it used to be you'd have to get an agent, go to New York City, hit one of the big publishers, and it was really, really hard. It's still really, really hard to go that way with the traditional route. But because of the digital age, you've got other options. There's absolutely nothing wrong with self-publishing, as long as you treat it as a business, Mm -hmm. as long as you get a, a real editor and a cover artist and lay it out correctly and make it professional, then it's great. The people that make all the other self-publishers look bad are the ones that finish the book at midnight, post it, and say, yeah, I'm published, (laughs) without all the rigor behind it. Right. And then there's somewhere in between, which is hybrid or an independent publisher. And with a hybrid publishing, that's, think of it as outsourcing things that you don't want to do. It's the publisher will take care of the editing, the layout, the printer, what kind of paper you need, distribution, all those things. That's what a hybrid publisher does for you. So in the book, The Road to Publishing, I outline pros and cons for all of that and ask some questions that will get the reader thinking and hopefully taking notes on to figure out what's best for them. You know, that's Like a... I said, some people are fine. Yeah. I mean, that's a very important, a very important fact because there are, there are two ways to do it. You know, you can do it yourself or you could have somebody else help you with a publishing company. But, 
you know, to be able to figure that out, what are some of the things that they need to consider with their own situation that could help them either choose to go for the, the uh, publisher route or self-publishing? Great, great question. I always start with, what is your goal? Because if your goal is to be rich and famous, famous mostly, you probably need to get an agent and try for New York City because mm -hmm. those are the ones that have the most clout. But if you are giving talks or you're teaching a class and you have a set audience already, my recommendation would be why not publish your own book or hybrid publish it if you don't feel like doing the, the grunt work by yourself because then you keep more of the profits. Right. You know, every time you teach a class of 100 people and you require them to buy a book, you just sold 100 books. So it makes a lot more sense to keep the large percent. Because with traditional publishing, even though you don't put any money out, you only make about 8%, 8 or 10% wow. of the profits. And with that, you have to split it with your agent. Wow. That's yeah. incredible. So, that's, that's not much money at all. It's not. But... The way they make up for it traditionally is in volume. bulk. Yeah. Yeah, in volume. Well, sure. I mean, everything that we can buy nowadays, if you can buy it in bulk, you save a lot of money on it in, in the long run, and you can sell more more of that to make up the money, which a lot of people don't understand, especially like that's the same thing in retail. It's anything that you do, um, and the same thing goes with books, and you wouldn't think about that, think about it like that, but if you've ever seen an independent publisher, sometimes these little skinny books cost like $21, where a big, massive book costs $24 at, through a publishing company. And it's like, how is there such a difference? And that's probably one of the reasons. They have to put a, a little bit of a higher markup on it. Absolutely. Yes. So I heard from somebody one time, and I, I'd love to get your opinion on this too, especially since you have written a lot of books. They said, write for the fun and the passion of writing. Don't write to try to become rich because it just probably won't happen, or at least not right away. What's your take on that? I absolutely agree. If you look at the statistics, there's like less than 5% of authors that truly make a living as an author. Mm -hmm. I know that sounds crazy when you see, you know, the James Pattersons of the world, but it's a very small percentage of the people that are actually writing books. So if you are not writing what you love, then you're spinning your wheels. Right. You're doing a lot of work for the wrong kind of motivation. And generally, that's where people get heartbroken, too, when it comes through there. I mean, they'll make some money on it. They just may not become like the Stephen King. But I also want to let people know that that is possible. It, it can happen. You can't sit there and, and deny it or, or don't think it's going to happen, but you got to have some type of relative expectations, I think, other than just coming right out the book, right out the slot, and all of a sudden here you are, you know, a superstar writer. Now, what about what about the things like these uh, bestseller, you know, Amazon? I see a lot of people on Amazon bestseller list. What does that mean exactly? I, I mean, how does that does that really impact your your uh, writing skills? Does it help you make more money? Is it just a credibility type thing? What type of things does that does that bring for you? I think it goes back to why are you writing? Because I have friends that are traditionally published, but I have made a lot more money than they have in the long run. I mean, from quarter to quarter for royalty statements, I'm making a lot more money not being traditionally published than they are. Mm -hmm. But they've sold more books. Sure. So what's your goal? Um, there's so many different ways and algorithms with Amazon that change every day that it's really hard to keep up with what that even means. Mm -hmm. I personally love going to book festivals and farmers markets and talking to people directly and educating them and Seeing the, actually seeing the kid's face when they get the book, yeah. when they get the Lady Tigers book. And then they come back the next week and they want another one because they were so excited. That makes it for me much more than seeing whether or not I'm a bestseller on Amazon. Now, I know there's a lot of options with books. You know, there's still the traditional uh, printing. You have the uh, hardcover, the softcover books. But now you also have these PDFs and these uh, digital books that come down for, like, you know, book readers and stuff like that. 
you know, as for me, those are great. But I still, I'm one of those type of people, like when I go out and get a music, uh, a, a song, I want to get it on the CD. I want to see the CD. I want to read the, the, the pamphlet. I want to be able to see all the pictures. And I'm still the same way about books. There's just something about those e-readers that I have a hard time reading with it and comprehending it, more so than if I just pick up a book and have it in my hand. What do you, What's your situation like that? Because I know there's some people that only prefer to do the e-books, obviously, because it's cheaper. They print it once and it gets, you know, it makes them more money along the way. But for people like me, that might deter something. So what's your, what's your advice? What's your opinion? What did you do with your books with that type of situation? I put it out every way I could. Mm-hmm. So paperback, e-book, some of my books are hardback, but not most of them. I even did large print because somebody came to me at a book signing and was asking for a large print copy of The Obsession. Like, mm-hmm. okay, why not? Especially in the world now where we have print-on-demand, mm-hmm. which is you order one book, the printer will print one book and mail it. Right. The author doesn't make much money that way, but they don't have a 100 books in the garage either. So things like large print, it, it makes it easier to do a variety of things like print on demand. Or like, uh, yeah, print on demand makes it easier to do large print. Mm-hmm. Going back to the difference between the ebooks and uh, print, I'm with you. I, I love to feel a book, especially if it is a, a research book, mm-hmm. like something about publishing or writing or something that I want to refer back to I want to be able to take notes and highlight. But when I'm traveling, e-readers are the way to go because right. you don't have to pack all those books. So it's kind of nice to have the option of having both. Yeah. I mean, it is cool that you can literally have a library of like maybe 5,000 books in the palm of your hand with no bulk. But there's just still something about those covers and, the, and you know, wanting to protect them and, you know, the, how they look cool in a shelf and stuff like that, that you, can't, you don't want to deny that either. Absolutely. I mean, I don't peruse my library on my phone, but mm-hmm. I'll walk past my bookshelf and figure out which book I want to read next. Mm-hmm. And you also uh, have your own uh, publishing company called uh, the Blue Dragon Publishing LLC. What does this do for uh, for authors that are wanna that want to become writers? Do you help them just with just publishing? Do you do editing services? What are some of the, the features that you offer those uh, those particular authors? I am a hybrid publisher, which means I find that authors that have skin in the game, that actually have put some money forward, try harder to work on sales mm-hmm. and advertising and marketing and taking my advice, basically. So I help them through the process, but I very much like to teach. So I'm not just going to go out there and do it for you. I'm going to show you what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. Hmm. That way, if they decide to self-publish the next time around, more power to them. Or they might decide to go traditional. And I've even done copy editing on query letters that they're sending, that some of my authors are sending to traditional publishers. Because in my opinion, if one of my authors gets picked up by a traditional, that's a success. Absolutely. So, And there are a few people that I've done just, copy editing services for like I had one lady that just wanted this genealogy book she'd been collecting it in a notebook and had pictures and all that and she wanted something nice to give to her family so we didn't do all the marketing and all the selling that went behind it but we put together a really nice book she got 25 or 30 copies and she gave it out at a family reunion Hmm. exactly what she was looking for interesting well, I'll tell you what, you are a fascinating uh, woman here and being able to give out some great advice and talk about what you've done and you've, you've, you've done it. That's what I love about it. You, you put out books, now you're helping people write books too and publish them and whatever needs to be done. So, I mean, people can obviously learn from your expertise and we're excited that, that you were able to be here for that. But we're fortunately running out of time. So tell everybody how they can find you. Uh, do you have any social media networks that you want to promote, any websites, anything like that? And how pe- can people buy your books? All of the above. All of the above. <laughs> blue, Blue-Dragon-Publishing.com is the Blue Dragon website. That's pretty simple. And then Dawn Brotherton Author are just my books. And for social media, Blue Dragon Publishing for Instagram and Dawn Brotherton Author 
for Instagram. Those are my two big ones. You can kind of overdo it if you try to do too many social media. That's <laughs> true. That's true. And, they, and they're time-consuming, too. So uh, sometimes the simpler, the better. Can I give one little piece of advice for readers? Absolutely. Go ahead and throw it out there for them. Any chance you get to buy a book directly from the author, do it. I have so many people stop and say, oh, are you on Amazon? I'll get you on Amazon. Well, you know, Amazon takes a big chunk of money themselves. They're a bookseller. So if you can get the book from the author, I would highly recommend that. And it might even come autographed, too. Absolutely. Which you won't get from Amazon. I agree. Well, Dawn, thank you for coming on and spreading some amazing information and all this, the creativity that you have out there. I hope people will go out there and check out some of these books that you've written. And we'll love to get you back on again with hopefully more books and more advice because I'm sure you could give it. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. All right, guys, we have to go to a quick commercial break. When we come back, we have more. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this. Do you love horror, the strange and unusual fantasy creatures or urban legends? Do you want to step inside a dream or nightmare? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you should check out internationally exhibiting artist Jason Dowd and his award-winning photographic collections by visiting www.imaginationartstudios.com. Get inside his mind and experience his inner weird. <laughs> Hi there, this is Kim Coles, and you can find my newest book, Open Your Gifts, at OpenYourGiftsBook.com. That's www.OpenYourGiftsBook.com. I hope you'll pick up a copy. Would love to have you read it. Bye. Hey, what's up? I'm Dana Davis from Lifetime Suburban Slingers Club, also from Heroes, from Star vs. the Forces of Evil, and from Shira. You're listening to AME Radio. Everybody. Welcome back, and you know what? I, as I promised, we have our guest for today coming on. His name is Keith Leon. He is at, he's on the phone right now, and he is a uh, publisher. He's going to talk to us about a lot of different things, like how to publish a book. He is the CEO of Leon Smith Publishing, but he also has his own book coming out, uh, a new one coming out. He's written lots of books, and that one's going to be out in August called Walking with My Angels, and it's a true story. So we got a lot of fun stuff to talk to him about, and I know he's going to give you a lot of great advice if you want to get out there and write your own book someday, and we hope that you do. So welcome to the show, Keith. How are you doing today? I am doing well. Thanks for having me. I'm glad you're here. Beautiful day, beautiful day here in Vermont. Oh, you're in <laughs> Vermont. I love Vermont. I used to go up there uh, to uh, ski with my dad on Mount Killington and Okemo. Yeah. Those are great mountains. <laughs> yeah. I'm up in the northeast, almost to Canada. It's just stunning, stunning the view out the window right now. Oh, I bet. And you probably have some of the best maple syrup in the world. True, true. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I miss New England. I used to grow up in, I grew up in, in uh, Connecticut, so we would go all the way through there and go sightseeing all the way up to the different states and, of course, skiing in different places. So that's, uh, that's, a, that's a, a, a wonderful place for me, and I had a lot of great memories up in Vermont. Mm, fantastic. So let's talk about you and your books and, of course, what you're doing here. Uh, let's start off with the publishing company, um, because I think that would be something fun for people that want to write books and stuff. So how did you get into, first of all, writing and then deciding to open up your own publishing company? Wow, that's a great question. <laughs> my uh, my wife and I kind of, uh, we fell into our first book. <laughs> we really did. When we got together in relationship, we both felt like the reason we hadn't uh, found the one or mm -hmm 
been been in that one perfect right relationship was because of communication or really the lack thereof communication <laughs> and uh so we kind of told on ourselves when we first met like here's the ways that i wasn't great in relationship and here's what i love to work on and uh we just we decided that communication was the first and foremost the one thing we wanted to focus on and so uh over time we kind of created a a tool without realizing it, a way that we were talking to each other and processing things when they came up in real time. And uh, and we did this tool that's now called the format. Uh, we did this certain way of communicating in front of people, like family members and friends. And, and eventually they kept coming us, to us and saying, hey, what's that thing you do? What's that thing you do? And we're like, what thing? <laughs> They're like, well, there's, there's a certain way that you guys like, uh, where in our house that would have just been a big fight. Like you'll say something and then he'll say something, but then something happens and you, you like communicate in this way and then all of a sudden everything's fine five minutes later. Like what is that thing? And so the next time my wife and I got in the argument, she was like, let me get a pen and paper. Do you mind if I write this down? And I was like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we continued to brawl basically and we wrote down everything that we were saying. And when we got to the end, we were like, Wow, basically we were saying these five statements and then filling in what was going on at the time behind those five statements. And, uh, and we were doing this the same every time, the same way. So we started teaching it to our friends and family who asked first, and it worked for them. And then once we started, um, really helping a lot of people, we were like, we would love to help more people with this tool. And so we wrote our first book called The Seven Steps to Successful Relationships. And we actually got John Gray, who wrote Men Are From Mars, Women From Venus, to endorse us on the front cover of a relationship book, which oh, wow. is amazing to get the endorsement from the number one guy of all time. And the reason he said it was because of that tool. <laughs> he was just like, this is so good. Uh, yes, I'll put my name on there because this tool is, the world needs to know about it. And uh, so we wrote that book. And then the, the second book that I did uh, called Who Do You Think You Are? Discover the Purpose of Your Life. I interviewed uh, a lot of famous people I felt were living their purpose. Ten of those people were from the movie The Secret, which was a hit right at that time. And um, and so on the other side of that book project, I started teaching people how to write books because all the people that were in the book, who do you think you are, that were best-selling authors, that were the top speakers, top marketers in the world, they all took me under their wing taught me everything that they knew so all I did was implement what they taught me and I had an international bestseller it was there was like nowhere on earth that you didn't hear about this book coming out at that time and so uh, so I then jumped into helping people write their books because I figured until I was Jack Canfield, Bob Proctor, Marcy Shimoff, Janet Atwood, the people that were in this book uh, that it was my responsibility to help other people to get their mission and message out through a book I started helping people write their books, and then at one point, my dear friend and mentor, Jack Canfield, was like, you might want to start help publishing these people <laughs> that you're helping to write these books. And uh, so my wife and I had a conversation about what that would look like if we were going to publish people, and uh, so we said yes to that, but only on the, on the condition that what the author wouldn't normally get... Uh, we would want to give the authors what the publisher would normally get, and we would want to receive what the author normally receives as far as royalties. So, so uh, everything is set up in the in the author's best interest with our publishing, and uh, we just want authors to get their money back as soon as possible, you know, for their investment. And uh, so that's the way that we work, um, helping people to write their books, and more importantly, getting their mission and message out to the world through publishing. Well, I got to say that is probably one of the best le uh, taking lem lemons and making lemonade out of it that I've ever heard. I mean, that that's crazy. You guys were having like fights and you were turned it into into a book. The book turns into a bestseller. That that bestseller turns into, into another uh, international bestseller. Then all of a sudden you got a publishing company. That's great. I love yeah. stories like that. Yeah. I, you just don't hear of that. And uh, it's fantastic to hear. So, um, you know, I guess one of the things that we seem to deal with if we're writing a book is where do you start? Because I think that's one of the hardest things for people to come up with. Sometimes it's, you know, that they don't know if they want to write a, 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 a nonfiction or fiction or sci-fi or whatever yeah. it may be, or even just a self-help yeah. book that like you, like you guys did, 
you know, where do you start? And then when you, what do you need to know before you start? Do you have to have kind of it planned out on how you want to take it? Or can you just write it and then deal with that later? Right. Well, there's, there's two main things. The first thing is to start with, uh, like we have a very specific process and way of doing this, but I'll just say start with the roadmap. And what the roadmap is, is you start with a blank sheet of paper and you say, what do I want to write about? Mm-hmm. And you write, you just throw up onto the page like all the short descriptions of all the stories you want to share, processes if you have them, whatever you want to put in that book. You just uh, write basically chapter titles is what you're coming up with, but I like to say short description of what you want to share, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And you, you write all those down on the page until your pen stops. And when it does, then you say, okay, this is it for now. Anything that comes from this point on is called book number two. This is what this book is going to be about. No matter how many things are on that page, that's book one. Mm-hmm. And then you take a, uh, that sheet of paper and you just look at all the titles that you just came up with and, and you say, which of those titles wants to be first? You literally ask the sheet of paper, who wants to be first? And one of those titles will jump out, like go, me, 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 and you write one next to it. And then you go, who wants to be next? <laughs> right? Like you're talking to people, but you're just talking to the titles. And uh, another one will jump out. You put a two next to that. And you, you do that until you have a number next to everything on the sheet. Then you take a blank sheet of paper, or unless you're on the computer, open up another Word doc, right? right. And you tra- transfer everything over in order onto that sheet. And then go to the top and write roadmap on the top. So now you know where your book is going to start and where it's going to end and what's going to be in the book. And you have to have that before you start writing. And you have to call it done for now and not let keep adding to that list, right? You just say, this is it for now. And I have it in order. We're good to go. Now I can start writing. Um, and then you can, uh, the good news is that books don't have to be written in chronological order because of the way you just did this process. Because you know where the book's going to start and end. So, so you can literally look at the page and say, which chapter should I write first? Which feels the easiest? I could write that chapter in my sleep, right? That's right. the one you want to start with. And you, uh, and so you start writing that chapter and you write that chapter until you complete it. So that's really important. You, you always want to write the chapter that feels the easiest to you in that moment. And then you want to complete it before you move on to the next chapter. Our, our, uh, part of mine doesn't like anything that's undone and if you have undone chapters it'll take you out you'll get this thing people call writer's block so uh so you uh always are writing what you want to write feels easy and then you finish that chapter then you come back and get another and you kind of rinse and repeat that process until you have no more chapters (laughs) and then your book is basically done Uh, then you can add the conclusion wrap it up, right? Mm-hmm. So here's what I here's what I hope you received from reading this book and here's here's what you do next and all that. And then you go right back to the beginning and then you write your introduction. So after all the chapters and the conclusion, then is when you write the introduction because the introduction also includes, besides why I'm writing this and what I hope you'll gain, it also includes about the journey of writing the book, which you cannot write about until you've taken the journey. Mm-hmm. A lot of people start with the introduction and write through, and then when they go back and read the introduction, it doesn't make any sense. That's why, because you didn't have that key element in there, and you rewrote it early. So that's the process. Like, know where you're going to begin, where you're going to end, and do that roadmap process that I just shared with you. And then the second most important thing, and this is what keeps people from writing in short to infinity and beyond, and never <laughs> ever completing a book is you must schedule time to write your book and make yourself, that's you, just as important as your clients, your friends, and your family. And I'm talking paying clients, just as important. Meaning, when you make that appointment, you keep that appointment no matter what. Even if a paying client's trying to wiggle their way in, you're like, nope, that's my time to write. And if you will do that, you'll keep that commitment to yourself that your writing time is just as important as anyone else and everyone else because the people who will read your book are just as important mm-hmm. as everybody else. And that will help you with the process of getting to completion. Interesting. 
Now, what about somebody that has never written anything in their life? Is this should should they try to do it, or should they do a little bit of research? I mean, um, writing uh, writing is something yeah. you got to have some type of you got to have some type of skill with it to begin with. So if you yeah. if you've never done it, what what type of advice would you give to somebody that wants to write one but has never written one before? Yeah, if you want to write it and you've never written one, I would go to uh, bakeyourbooknow.com bakeyourbooknow.com and I actually created a home study course that will give you all the tools that you need to pull off this process. So it's not only about how to write a book, but there's a process to deal with the voice in your head that will jump in there sometimes and say you're not good enough and you can't do this and all that. Um, it gives you tips and tools for uh, writer's block so that you don't experience that. It basically all the tools that you would need uh, more, even more reinforces that time and keeping the appointments with yourself and it's a more specific roadmap like I just did. So it's just a one-stop place that teaches you how to write the book, how to actually get it done, and also then it gets into marketing and what to do with it once you've written it. Um, so that, that course is really the best thing. Or uh, like we have coaches that could work with you if you need someone to literally hold your hand through the process. And then we also created a process for people who don't have time to write books, so for all my entrepreneurs out there, <laughs> you like don't have any time to write because you're being of service to other people, we created a process called the You Speak It book process where you don't have to write a single word. You just show up to seven phone calls, and we, uh, we pick your brain in a very particular way, and we record everything that you say, and then we can turn it into a book for you. We have many, many different ways to support you, and they're all based on where you're at and how much time you have. And you know, I, I like how you said with your with your particular company that you want to give the the authors the amount of money that the publisher usually makes. Because I actually found out you make very the author in most technical publishing companies that they're with make very little money. It's and I don't even know how much money that the the company makes. I know they make a little bit more out of, out of it because they have to do all the, the legwork and the marketing and stuff like that. So why did you decide to do that? And about how much could somebody get from their royalties from, from publishing with you? Yeah, well, we, we were authors before we ever considered publishing anyone. And so because we had done that from, from the beginning all the way through two books before we even thought about publishing anyone else, we knew how much work it takes mm -hmm. on the author's part. And and we felt that anybody who would uh, publish us was basically like a glorified printer. You know, they were going to help us get it to print. Maybe they'd help us facilitate the layout and the cover and all that. But it certainly, if you did a comparison in the hours of time spent, it was it was weighed in our favor, the author. <laughs> you sure. know, and so uh, so when when we sat down to uh, to publish and uh, to answer that question, you know, will you will you publish the people you've been helping to write? We were just like that's the only way that it felt right for us to do it was to make sure that we flipped that upside down. Uh, because uh, truth be told, if you uh, like a traditional big house publisher like a, a Harper Collins, you know Simon Schuster, there's only five of them left, and there's only five of them left because they're still trying to do it the old school way in a new world. Right? Right. They just don't know how to market in the current economy, which means even if somebody buys some, and they're not taking on new authors, uh, you would have to prove that you're already well-established and you have a huge list of 100,000 plus and that you could sell about 20,000 books before they would even think about uh, taking you on. And if you could do that, why would you need them? Right. Other than the feeling good of having that imprint on your book. But it really isn't in uh, an author's best interest to go with those companies anymore. So that, for a long time, left people with self-publishing. Either that or self, you know? Right. And self-publishing is danger because there are choices that, that are made that you don't know to make. And if you don't make those choices, your book looks and feels self-published. And then it, and then people are like, eh, you know? So uh, when they feel it, they're just like, something's not right. And so... We just decided we wanted to take all the good things about self-publishing and all the good things about traditional publishing and bring those together in a hybrid company or a professional publishing house. Like, uh, that's what we are, a hybrid of all the good stuff. And so uh, 
so it had to be in the office best interest. So, so let's say um, you did get booked with, you know, HarperCollins said yes, and they took you on. Uh, they would give you a dollar or two per book. Mm-hmm. That's it. And then they might give you an advance, which the average advance is like $3,000 now. It's not like it used to be. They might give you an advance, and then they would say, oh, don't worry, we'll, we'll take care of the editing and overcharge you. We'll take care of the layout, we'll take care of the cover, and uh, we'll throw some money at marketing. And so let's say now they're, they're into all of that for $150,000. Mm-hmm. And so, so basically they loaned you $150,000, that's what it is. Uh, they're making all the decisions. Like, they can say what your cover is, and if you don't like it, too bad. They take all the rights to everything, which is ridiculous, and uh, and then give you a whole dollar a book for that. Wow, thanks. <laughs> uh, wow, that seems like a great plan. And then, if we better hope that their marketing, which is old school, by the way, actually works and sells some books. Matter of fact, they'd have to sell 150,000 books for you to break even, until you start making money, and then they pay you once a year. So based on whatever time your book came out in the year, you might sit around for a year waiting for any royalty whatsoever. Wow. So the way that we flip that upside down is we, as the publisher, get $2 a book, and the author gets all of the profit. So if it was, say, uh, uh, let's use a book that's being printed on Amazon through their print uh, on-demand company, just to make it easy, and uh, and the book is on Amazon, the largest bookstore in the world, right? So let's say that book was a $20 book. So this is just basic math I can do here. With a $20 book, uh, Amazon would pay $8 in royalty on that book mm-hmm. uh, because they keep 60% and they pay 40 So So $8, $2 would go to the publishing house, and $6 a book, not one dollar, <laughs> $6, goes to the author for every book sold for $20. Those are the online ones. And the reason you only get 40% is because you don't have to have a house full of books. You just basically, everyone went to Amazon, ordered it. Amazon made the book and shipped the book. And they also have it up in the largest place in the world that people can get books. So for all of that, they get 60% and they deserve it. Right. Right. So, uh, so they pay 40% commission and we split that. So, um, so the books that you'll make the most money on are the ones that you're selling out of your hands. So if you're speaking, you're going to events, you're selling them out of your hands for $20, and let's say your cost with shipping on that book uh, that I just said is probably going to be about 5 or $6, right? So right. so if it was 5 or $6, including our the $2 fee that we get, that it includes that, let's just round up to 6 you're making $14 per book that you're selling out of your hands. So that can, um, when you go to live events and use uh, one of, just one of the tools that I teach all of our authors is how to sell books at live events, 60 to 80% of the people in the room will leave with your book. So if you get to some big rooms, you can sell a lot of books and, and get your, recoup your investment for like uh, editing, layout, and cover pretty fast. Wow, that's great. That's great information. So I kind of want to finish off uh, with your book here. So talk to me a little bit about this brand new book that you have coming out here uh, in August. It sounds pretty exciting, and you said it was based on a true story, so what's the plot behind this book? Yeah, anybody who's ever seen me speak or been following me for years, you know that I'm you know, i this best-selling author. I help people discover their purpose or relationships, and I'm a, a very well-established businessman and have this publishing company that's successful. And But what a lot of people didn't know is that um, ever since I was a child, I could hear my guardian angel's voice. So I'm officially out of the angel closet <laughs> after all these years. And uh, and my guardian angel, even from childhood, uh, kept me out of harm's way uh, so many times. Like I literally should have died eight times already. Wow. And uh, I've seen miracles happen to keep me on this planet, including time reverse in front of my eyes one time. And uh, a lot of those as a child and through being a teenager and and those years. And, and so I was left with the question, why? Like, why do I keep getting saved? What is happening? What am I here to do that's so important that I keep getting saved over and over and over again? And... Uh, so I was in that question from like teenager through 
age 22. And uh, at age 22, I got my answer in a big way and ha- literally had an angel come to me in the flesh and do everything that he needed to do to get to know me, to get me to trust him, to eventually tell me that he was here to, uh, to teach me, take me from believing in nothing to believing in everything, to uh, put me on my path, in other words, reveal my life purpose to me, and then at one point he would save my life, and then when he did that, he would have to go on and help the next person. And he said that the reason he was sent to save me is uh, the work that I was here to do was so big that if if I died before my predetermined expiration date, which is what he was sent to help me do, mm-hmm. um, that it would have a not-so-great effect, effect on the planet. Uh, and so that did not make any sense to me until he just told me my purpose <laughs> and revealed that to me. Uh, then it all made sense. So, so all of this is in the book. It's, it's it's like my life story, but there's just angel stories all through it. And 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 what it really took to get me, like get that guy to take my thick skull from believing in yeah whatever, you know. <laughs> like by then I was just like didn't believe in anything right. to believing in everything. Like what what miracles did he have to show me to take me from that place to that place so he could finally reveal while I was here. So a good portion of the book is, is those years and, and all the stories of those things that happened and how he put me on my path and then what happened after that. So Walking With My Angels, a true story by Keith Leon comes out August 20th and uh, I'm just really excited because I'm going to be doing a, a year-long book, media, and uh, live event tour. And so I'll be going to all major cities across the U.S., uh, a little bit in Canada, uh, Mexico, and then England as well. Uh, so in the, each of those towns, I'll be doing on the weekends, uh, Saturday, a, a event to help people to write and market their books. And then Sunday will be an angel event in each of the major towns. So for a year, wow. <laughs> I'll be out there uh, just meeting people and, and supporting you and, you know, getting your book done or, uh, Really calling in, like I call them angels, but you may call it uh, inner guidance system, spirit, God, universe, inner GPS, or I just know something. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> whatever you whatever you call it, it doesn't matter what you call it, as long as you call it, and that's what's important. Is uh, uh, I will be bringing in awareness and introducing you to that part of you that knows the answer to the question before you even asked it, and and we have so much noise going on in the world that we ask a question, but then we don't, we get interrupted. Mm-hmm. We don't sit around long enough to hear the answer, to get clear on the answer, to receive the answer. So I'll be teaching people uh, tips and tools to do that so that when we ask a business question, we get an answer and it helps our business grow. When we're in a relationship and we ask a relationship question of the universe, we get an answer because we sat long enough to hear an answer. Right. Uh, so that'll be a big, big part of what I'm teaching people is how to, how to tap into it. What are the tools that can help you to, to hear the answers and see them when you, when you ask them? That's interesting. And uh, we are running out of time, so please tell everybody how they can find out more about you, uh, see, what you see the books that you have coming out, where they can buy your books, and anything else you want to uh, tell everybody about. Oh, fantastic. You go to Leon Smith Publishing. Dot com. That's the uh, publishing company page, and it'll tell you just about everything you need to know. Uh, currently, right now, if you go to www.walkingwithmyangelsbook.com, uh, there's actually, uh, it will just open up a, a place where you can make a donation for the upcoming year-long uh, tour. And any donation, whether it's a dollar or a thousand, it doesn't matter, whatever you feel like supporting with, uh, we'll send you a PDF uh, copy of Walking With My Angels, as well as five other titles from our catalog that I thought that, that you would like. So you get six of those just for making a donation. And then about August about August 10th, uh, that same exact URL, walkingwithmyangelsbook.com, will become a page where you can go pre-purchase the book so that when it comes out, it's shipped to you. So... Uh, so same link, 
but it's uh, how you can kind of really keep in touch with what's going on with the book. You'll either get the support the tour link to make a donation, or a few weeks from now it'll turn into a landing page to get the book. Wow. So uh, love to see you out there um, on on the tour, and uh, enjoy the book. Well, I can't thank you for, for enough for coming on here and talking to me about everything that you love to do and your books and how you can help people with publishing. I'm sure that they're going to enjoy it. And, um, again, we wish you all the best, and hopefully we'll be able to get you back on soon to uh, give more information because, obviously, there's a lot that, that can go through it, and uh, we can't get it all in one show, obviously, but we'll definitely have you back yeah. on to talk talk more. Thank you so much. It was yeah. great to connect with all of you. Have a great day. You too. And guys, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we have more, so don't go anywhere. Jason Dowd of Imagination Art Studios is proud to announce the release of his steampunk collection, which is currently on tour across the country. There you will see beautiful handmade masks from Venice, Italy, that accentuate beautiful women to create amazing stories and feelings to those who visit the collection. Each photo series has a theme, mask, authentic props, and beautifully elaborate outfits, all collaborated in the mind of Jason Dowd to create the right emotion and feeling. The masks come from a shop in Epcot at the Italian Pavilion, where all these photos are on display for you to see. This is one of the biggest accomplishments of his career, having his work at Disney. Come see the beautiful first release of the series, which includes Distressed Dancer, Spanish Serenade, The Pied Piper, and Reaching for the Czars. You can see them in person or online at www.imaginationartstudios.com. For more information, visit the website. Again, it's imaginationartstudios.com. Our Facebook is Imagination Art Studios. Twitter is at Dow Studios. And Instagram is at Jason Dow. Come and be mesmerized by the masks and the stories behind them. Hey, I am Dana L. Davis, and I have a book coming out May 28th from Inkyard Press. The book is called The Voice in My Head. Um, the book is about a young girl who is trying to save her ailing twin sister, and she starts to hear a voice in her head, a voice that she thinks is the voice of God. And so guided by this voice, her entire family, I think there's 10 of them all together, hops in an old paratransit bus and takes a trip across country. It's a fun ride. Again, it comes out May 28th. Check out my website, DanaLDavis.com, because I'm going to be going on a book tour, and I hope to see you guys out. Thank you. Bye. Hey, this is Jen Lilly from Days of Our Lives, and you're listening to AME Radio Show. everybody we are back what a great song that is right you know i used to love that song especially when i would go out and rollerblade when i was younger very uh nostalgic song for me and you know what it has been an hour already that means we're about ready to close out the show i can't believe it's time to say goodbye already but like i said we had a lot of great uh information to discuss some new stuff that they have coming out and some great information for you i love talking to our guests and i hope that they had some impact on you in some way shape or form in a positive and inspirational way and again i hope that you will listen to their stories and realize that you can do it you know everybody i bring on my show has something that they have accomplished in their lifetime and believe it or not the arts are probably one of the hardest industries to break through you get a lot of no's. You get a lot of walls that keep popping up. But you know what? If you per- persevere like they have, you can do it too. And they're just living proof of that. So I am so honored to talk to every one of my guests that I have on each and every week. And I hope and con- I hope for their continued success. And I hope that you will be able to be inspired so you can come on my show too, telling the world about some amazing things that you've done to create. Okay, well, I guess that's about all I have to talk about today. Um, we will be back again next week. We are on every Friday and Saturday, so if you miss us one day, you can hear us the other day. But we do usually have two guests per show, two shows per week, and you can find us on amfm247.com, wklap.com. You can also find us on radiolove.com, and uh, 11, and no, actually now it's 13 AMFM stations across the United States. You can also find us on iHeartRadio iTunes, Spotify, Spreaker, and one of my favorites, phoenixbroadcasting.com. So lots of places to find us. If you can't 
remember any of those, don't worry about it. The times and, and the locations are on our website. It's theamemagazine.com forward slash radio. All right, that's all I have for you guys today. See you again next week. Keep those creative juices flowing. That's the end. We're done. Calm down, people. Calm down. Okay? That's it.